saints' days in our Anglican tradition remember the holy men and women through the ages who made their mark on the church and world. But on All Saints Sunday, we remember the saints who have influenced our own personal lives. As we reflect on the tragic massacre in the Tree of Life synagogue, I trust our concept of sainthood was expanded as we're reminded that saints are found in all traditions, Jewish, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, all faiths, good, loving people, dear to their families and communities, each of us immersed in our own religious tradition primarily by time and place of birth. Several weeks ago, I had the honor of speaking at my 62nd high school reunion. Imagine giving me the opportunity to visit my father's grave. He, and now my mother, are buried in an old Indian cemetery overlooking the Kayamishi Mountains in southeastern Oklahoma. Of course, I've known that my father wasn't there, but through the years, it's been my spot to check in, letting him know what's happened in my life. Graduation from college, then Divinity School in Cambridge, married, ordained a priest, becoming a father with the birth of our daughter, moving to the coastal town of Mary in Massachusetts, having a son, traveling to the Middle East, Europe, and China, moving to California. A spot where I wander and think and review and ponder, where I look at my insides and rewrite my history now that I'm far older than he, realize how young he was when he died at 52, when I thought he was old, and how old I am when I think I'm still young. A spot where I try to figure it out and confront the mystery of life at the place we leave our dead. It's that strange revaluing that death has on life, putting things in perspective, that bankrupt on the wheel of fortune. No matter now how successful was one in worldly terms, you really can't take it with you. No matter what you were embarrassed or worried about, so what? Wasted energy. It's a place where Jesus' Beatitudes finally make sense where we see the value of this less valued group of people who are gentle and poor in spirit, who mourn and hunger and thirst for what is right, who are merciful and work for the wholeness of peace. Somehow it all makes sense standing in the midst of lives that are over. Time there in a cemetery gives a glow to a part of our experience we don't often see in ourselves or in each other. That layer of life we call the spirit, a timeless strand. Each of us grows older, but the layer of the spirit is like an ever-rolling stream of life that has no age, even as time bears its sons and daughters away.
Everything learned secondhand is history. Everything experienced firsthand is contemporary memory, no matter how long ago it happened. It's the mystery that as our bodies grow older, our minds remain the same in an ongoing present tense where God is, where God works his purpose out, and where we work out our salvation, our wholeness, our meaning. That enormous work of making real, realizing that God already loves and accepts us more than tongue can tell. It's in that context that Halloween provides a parable for us. The masks, silly or gruesome, portray the masks we wear. Self-sufficiency masks to hide our fear of weakness. Judgmental masks to hide fear of our shortcomings. Greedy masks to hide our fear of famine, holding on to more than we need. Protective masks to hide our vulnerability so people can't see the real us. Skeleton costumes to laugh at nervously, hiding us from our own mortality under all this flesh. But learning from the perspective of cemeteries, you can come to church here at St. Luke's on All Saints Sunday without masks to hide behind. No need. Because in God's freedom, all that brokenness and fear can be removed. God already knows and loves you just the way you are. You can relax and be yourself, even as you try to accept others in their own uniqueness, brokenness, faults, goodness, and awesomeness. It is in that intimate layer of spirit that God accepts you and forgives you, hopes in you, working through you to heal the sick and feed the hungry, welcome the stranger and work for justice in spite of what is sometimes happening at this moment in our nation. Remembering whatever your political stance, to vote. All Saints Sunday provides a special moment when we remember those hearts that are bound to ours, whose memories surround us for the good, whose loving support sustains us on this brief and difficult pilgrimage. I think especially of Father Stu Schlegel, who, as far as I know, is still with us, whose loving heart, accepting spirit, intelligent teaching, preaching, and commitment to social justice enriched, enlivened, and sometimes challenged this parish church. I remember my own pantheon of saints. They'll be just names to you, but they are saints to me. My parents, Herman and Laverne. My band director, Otto von Marshall, who taught me percussion. Catherine Bond, my singing teacher, who saw in me something special. Helen Fagan, who taught me algebra, geometry, and science. Finley Reed, my mentor in the Methodist Church. Theodore Cavins, my camp director, whom I succeeded. My bishop, 
John Coburn, Lutheran pastor Richard Jeske, to name a few. Remembering that in the Old Testament tradition, naming someone not only brings him or her to mind, but somehow to participate again in life. So in silence, I invite you to remember and give thanks for your own personal pantheon of saints. That's what this day is for. Those saints who flooded your mind, affirmed and cheered you, expanded your horizons, encouraged you to be your true and best self, to be fully human as Jesus dared to be. They challenged you to grasp meaning in life at greater depth, to celebrate the joy and uniqueness of being you to know the treasure of love and its many dimensions and underlying all that, to know and feel in your heart the peace of God and give thanks. <clears throat> 